I'm Cass. I'm Kat. Hey, I'm Kelly Ann Blount, and I am the co-author of In the Penalty Box, the author of I Hate You, Fuller James, and I'm so excited to be here with y'all tonight. Yay. And I'm Lynn Rush, the co-author of In the Penalty Box, and I live out here in Phoenix, Arizona, and I love to write young adult paranormal and contemporary romance, and I have a trilogy out, the Touch of Frost trilogy. Uh, three books about a, a young little uh, science experiment. So yeah, I'm out here in the desert hopping scorpions and rattlesnakes while I'm running the trails. And on that, you're listening to Two Bookages. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to all our <laughs> listeners. As you heard, we're here with Kelly Ann and Lynn, and they're the authors of Into, uh, not Into, In the Penalty Box, which just came out pretty recently. I think uh, January was earlier this, month. earlier this month, right? Yeah. So it is out on the yeah, show. January 5th. So Kat and I, uh, I don't think Kat's fully finished it yet. Fully, fully. Almost. She's almost done. But I spoiled my ending for myself because that's something I always do. So yeah, that's like a love the ending. It's like a running theme in our podcast. We consistently spoil the ending of books for ourselves. Um, but I did finish reading In the Penalty Box. So if you're looking for like a, just a wonderful, light, loving romance with like some sports thrown in, like I highly recommend it. It was like a really fun read. Um, so I know you told our listeners a little bit about yourselves already, but if you could tell our listeners a little bit about your book and kind of what they can expect when they read In the Penalty Box. Yeah, so In the Penalty Box is a YA sports romance. It features Willow, who was really on the path to be an Olympic figure skater. She suffers a devastating injury. She tears her Achilles tendon. And she, you know, is taking kind of a long time to recover. It's an intense injury. And so she unfortunately loses her sponsors and has to move home. And home for her is a little town called Woodhaven in northern Wisconsin. And it is a huge shock. She's been living out in Colorado, skating and just being an elite athlete for years on years. And she is all of a sudden brought back and she's living in a house with her dad and her grandpa and her mom is a nurse and she's traveling to try and make extra money for the family. Um, ice skating is very expensive. They had spent mm -hmm. a good majority of what they had on, you know, helping her. And so she goes to the rink and she in town and she's pleasantly surprised. It's a brand new rink. It is gorgeous. And that's when she literally, uh, runs into <laughs> Brody and I'll let Lynn uh, share a little bit about Brody's story. Yeah, so he literally runs into Brody. Yes. You know, he's a hometown hero, and everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. He's the star. Um, he's got some serious baggage, though, with mm. some family dynamics. But even though we've got some serious topics in the penalty box, you're going you're gonna to walk away from this book having been, like, encouraged and people facing some stuff and plowing through it and dealing with tragedy. So I kind of think readers are going to be – you know, happy they read it and encouraged, mm -hmm. hopefully, after reading it. Yeah. I mean, as someone who's finished reading it, like, I, it left off on a happy note. Like, I finished it and I was like, oh, that's great. Like, things ended off on a very, very pleasant note. Um, are you guys big sports fans? Yeah, we are both 
Lynn and I were in sports from like, I think the moment we could walk. Um, <laughs> I've played every sport under the sun, including, um, I was a figure skater for a while. Nowhere uh -huh. near, hello. nowhere near, nowhere near. Okay. <laughs> nowhere near as talented as she is. Um, but spent a lot of time on the ice and there were always hockey games after figure skating lessons. And so, you know, we'd stay around and watch the games. Growing up, I had a best friend whose little brother played hockey. I used to date a hockey player when I was younger in like high school. And so we spent uh, a lot of time at the rink and it's just, it's such a like fun team sport and it just gives me some real like hometown nostalgia. I'm from Wisconsin and Lynn is mm -hmm. from Minnesota. So mm. yeah, I think it was just like such a good fit for the both of us, but we are pretty, um, sport, uh, pro sports. We're enthusiasts and <laughs> yeah, we even, you know, we watch American football in my house, but we also watch my husband's British. So we watch football as in English football, soccer. Right, soccer. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we have uh, sports on the TV a lot at home. What about you, Lynn? Oh, yes. I went and played um, high school and college tennis. Oh, wow. So super competitive there. Um, my, I was raised by like an elite marathoner. Um, so I was just always around athletics and sports and running. And, um, and so it's just kind of second nature for me. But after college, kind of dropped tennis because, you know, um, it will, I'll answer that question maybe a little bit later about <laughs> our interactions with, with other athletes who were boys and maybe not appreciating girls. Mm. But, um, and so I had a little experience with that, but kind of dropped that and jumped into inline speed skating. So it didn't speed skate on ice or anything. It was all on the roller blades, like those big wheels, yeah, five yeah. wheels flying around. Um, but in Northern Minnesota up by is it two harbors or North shore or whatever? Um, they had like these marathons. And so I'd go rollerblade marathons and things like that. And then jumped into the, the ultra running on the trails out here. So yeah, sports are pretty much, and my husband's an Ironman triathlete. So, I mean, we're just all about the sports here. Oh my gosh. I feel very unathletic right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you used to play sports in high school, but that's, yeah, That's about it. You were more of an athlete than I was, I think. Yes. I did a lot of track back in high school. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. You'll like our second book in this series then. It's all track. Mm -hmm. yes, okay. There's a second book? We were going to ask that at the end, but <laughs> that's exciting. I'm exciting to hear about that. Yeah, we'll ask you more about cool. that. We will. We will. Let's, let's table um, that for a second. Yeah, I did, I did track. I did specifically hurdles in high school, but that's as far as I went. Yeah. I stopped. After nice. University started. Well, we did recently pick up tennis again during quarantine. So, you know, nice. we're not good, but we're trying. We're trying our yes. best. Um, speaking of sports, uh, are you guys like big hockey fans? Do you have a favorite hockey team? Do you guys um, watch the NHL? Yeah. That's big for us here. Yeah, in Toronto. It's huge. So, yeah. Oh, Maple Leafs. Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, I enjoy walking, watching hockey. Um, I, I must admit my favorite thing about hockey right now and for the last probably year and a half, two years is gritty. The, the mascot, you know, the big, oh. <laughs> like, oh, my favorite. I'm like, whenever he's on, 
I will watch. I don't care which two teams are playing. Like, I just need some mascot <laughs> love in my life. So I like to I'm a yeah, I I enjoy watching hockey. Our um, team where I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, we have the uh, UW Madison Badgers, mm-hmm. and their hockey team has always, you know, I shouldn't say always, is typically pretty good. And so I love watching college hockey games too. Yes, that was big. I noticed that um, I lived in the States for two years in Northern New York. I lived in Syracuse. So I noticed that like college sports are really huge in the States, um, which is really interesting because it's not like that here in the slightest. Yeah, no one cares. No one watches college teams. No one really cares that <laughs> it's much. unfortunate, but yeah. yeah. Like our, like I, reading American novel or like novels written by Americans, I love when I read stuff about like homecoming and homecoming games. Yeah, that's, that's like not a thing. We have homecoming games, but they're not big for us. No, but it's so cool. Like you get the whole dance thing. Yeah. And like, I was like, wow, this is fun to read about. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not big. College athletes are not super big in England either. So when my <laughs> husband was growing up, like he played a ton of sports as well. But yeah, when he came here, he was shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, to see just how big the collegiate world is. And it's yeah. funny because now he works in a world that deals directly with like collegiate sports. And so he's, he's a big fan now, but yeah, it's interesting that, you know, in America, there is a huge, 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 you know, population of people that watch collegiate sports. Yeah. It's, it's quite a sight to behold. It's very interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. <laughs> I love that. Um, I know Lynn, you mentioned, you touched a little bit on like girls and sports and stuff like that. And I think like we were talking about it before, like hockey culture, because we grew up as well, like around boys who played hockey, boys who loved hockey, high school hockey teams. And I think that, I, I don't know if you agree, there's like that reputation surrounding boys sports sometimes, um, especially like the hockey culture here there's a reputation around it. So how did you, and I know in the novel, it like touches on that a little bit with some of the players um, not being the nicest to Willow. So how did you, (laughs) to put it nicely or lightly, how did you guys kind of address that in the novel? Ooh, Lynn, do you want to go first on this one? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, So like I said, I played tennis in in high school and college. And when I got out of college, I tried to keep playing and all they had were guys teams. Mm. And so I would jump on a guy's team and, you know, they really didn't like getting beat by a girl and a small girl and whatever. And so I kind and then while I was playing tennis, I would play against some boys too that didn't appreciate it, things like that. So I kind of got a taste of it. Right. And it was interesting because I wrote Brody's point of view. I was mm. responsible for his point of view. And um, to be able to write that from his point of view after having experienced it as a girl, it was kind of cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as bringing it into the book, I, I don't know that we wanted it to be the focus of the book, mm-hmm. but we wanted it to be a kind of a big element because cause Willow is just like, she's badass. I mean, she's just mm-hmm. awesome. And you know, to be able to be strong, even though you've got a couple of those little stinkers on the team and in the Mm -hmm. town kind of causing her trouble. We wanted to show how she was strong and could handle that Mm -hmm. and not really be like a a jerk back to them, you know, because sometimes when you're treated badly, you want to treat badly. 
So it was kind of, it was interesting. And I love how Kelly handled her character where it worked really well. Cause Kelly's a strong female and very intelligent and, you know, so it kind of went through into her character. What do you have to add, Miss Kelly? Well, it's real nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it, you know, I think in one way or another, we've probably all experienced that feeling um, mm-hmm. as women. And, you know, it's, it's not a nice feeling <laughs> for someone to look at you and just automatically assume you're not at, as good at something, be it mm-hmm. hockey or, or math or, you know, whatever, just because <laughs> we're females. And it's like, okay, well, let's go ahead and, you know, bring in this girl that like can skate circles around all the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. And he did have a background in hockey, but it was really, you know, playing street hockey when she was growing up and, mm-hmm. you know, messing around with the guys then. And so, you know, her skills uh, had to be addressed, obviously, because she wasn't going to be able just to pop in and, wow. and, and, you know, nail it. But I think about um, athletes like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the quarterback uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. He played football and was a quarterback at UW-Madison, where I went to school. Then he moved down to Asheville, where I live now, and he played on a minor league baseball team. Yeah. And now he's obviously like a super successful quarterback. Um, And so, you know, I do think having a really, you know, finely tuned athletic body, (laughs) you know, can help, uh, can help put you in places that maybe you wouldn't necessarily be comfortable with, but Mm -hmm. Willow was like, all right, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to try this. You know, it's going to help me recover. And so I think she is able to push through it. However, you know, some of those comments really do bother her. And there Mm -hmm. are some teammates who, you know, have like crappy little nicknames for her to make her feel bad and take digs. And, you know, there is a scene where she is like ready to go like takes the gloves off and ready to go toe to toe with this guy who's being a huge jerk. And um, I just felt like she was like, yes, I'm going to get it. And then, you know, you've been crapping, but um, yeah, I think it's a culture that definitely needed to be addressed, but you know, she earned their respect. Yeah. And I think they really, the whole team really learned like, okay, maybe we were judging her before we really knew what was up yeah. so I think that was like the cool part of it yeah that's that's kind of the impression that I left when I finished mm-hmm. the book also like we were talking about it I thought it was so interesting that it was the figure skater who went to play hockey because I feel like the trope is usually the hockey player playing going to figure yeah. skate yeah so I was like oh that's this is a nice change of pace that's interesting yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we really wanted to flip like the cutting edge like on its head, yeah. you know, and just have just be like, what? You know, like I remember when I was in high school, um, a friend of mine went to a nearby private high school and we'd been friends since like kindergarten. Our parents are friends, the whole nine yards. And so I went to homecoming, yay, homecoming, um, <laughs> to dance with him and at the dance, I met this girl and she was like 
so gorgeous and so pretty and like there with her boyfriend. And I remember my friend introduced me. He's like, yeah, she's um, on our football team. It's <laughs> like, what? I was like, that is so freaking cool. Like, I love that. Like American football, not soccer. Yeah. And so I was like, dang, you know, like what a cool thing to like bring that back like all these years later. And, mm-hmm. you know, like have her show up and, and, you know, take some names while she's there. And I love that. Does. There's that, um, I think it, the first female referee right now in the NFL, in the football league, right? Which is super cool. I was like, it was on TV the other day and I was like, is that a girl? That's so freaking cool. Like, I love it. I think she's refereeing at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like it's, right. I, I don't know. I forgot so because then I will watch it. (laughs) Well, I'm watching it for the halftime show. I know we're the worst. Oh my goodness. Um, I think that, um, Kelly, you, you touched on this or a bit. Um, and so did you, Lynn, about the writing process about your book in terms of um, which, which one of you wrote which perspective of the book? So could you talk a bit more about what the writing experience was like having two authors working on the same project? Yeah, I've always wondered this. Yeah, we're wondering how co-authoring works. Every time I see a co-author book, I'm like, do they pass it off? Like, is there like (laughs) chapter by chapter? How does that work? Yeah, so we, uh, there are lots of different ways. Um, Some people, uh, co-writers that I've, you know, heard talk or spoken to, what they might do is one person will write the first draft of the book and then the Mm -hmm. second person will come through and, you know, fill it in with another, you know, 30,000 words or, 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 you know, 40, 50,000 words. And and they kind of do sweeps like that. What Lynn and I decided to do, because we have both written um, books with two point of views, Mm-hmm. And so we kind of liked the back and forth. We thought it would lead to a lot of like banter and like fun conversations and, you know, like really diving into like hockey as a sport and the whole like politics and the town and everything like kind of Friday night lights, right? Like mm-hmm. hockey is everything. So like when Brody's getting his hair cut, someone's going to talk to him about like, what's the next game, you know, the next game and, you know, going to state and all that. So yeah, we decided to uh, write two point of views. I took Willow and Lynn took Brody. And we set up a Google Doc and just started from there. And it starts with Willow's chapter and then Brody takes over and we kind of go back and forth. And what's really cool is that, you know, say I write the first chapter, Lynn will go read the first chapter and then write the second chapter. Mm-hmm. As she's in my chapter, if she sees something that I wrote, because obviously Brody is still going to be speaking in Willow's chapter, right? So she'll go in and tweak whatever I've written for Brody to make sure it matches his voice, his mind, his, you know, thinking. So it was really cool, um, a really cool process. And yeah, we, we really enjoyed it. Lynn, what do you think? I remember I'll be like, and actually, I just did this today. Hey, I'm done with my chapter. You're up because we're writing another <laughs> book together. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been kind of fun. And um, prior to starting those first chapters, we did a chapter outline. Mm-hmm. And so in a Google Doc that we both share and we're both typing in, okay, chapter one, let's start it on like the 1st of September. And then what are we going to do? 
And then chapter two, okay, what is she going to do? What is, you know, back and forth. And sometimes we're both typing, like she's typing and I'm coming behind her, you know, cleaning it up or adding a couple words in here or there. And then, so we, we did and we said, okay, it's going to be about however many chapters. Mm -hmm. And so then when I go start or she goes to start, we kind of know like a little bit, like okay. what, what we're going to write, just not like the specific. It's like, okay, let's do this one at the dance right. and let's have her like fall or let's have her, you know, like we'll, we'll do the key things in that chapter. And then it's kind of fun to come back then and read what she wrote. And then I'll go in and write my chapter to kind of yeah. like eat off of that. And then we have an Excel document that has every single character listed, their age, their grade, what their class schedule is, uh, key characteristics, key phrases. We'll like legit, if we find something in this Google doc, we'll like copy it and put it into that Excel doc so we know exactly what they said or, hey, they met in chapter five or, you know, right. things like that. So it's a nice little uh, kind of world document. Yeah. I've always wondered how like co-authors keep things consistent because I find myself every time I read a co-author book, I try and like figure out, I'm like, hey, I wonder what author wrote this part. But <laughs> it was like the voices were consistent. Yeah. Um, um, so were there ever like story elements that you uh, disagreed on and like how did you work through that if that did come up? So luckily with the outline, we were able to get those key story elements, you know, most of them in there. Mm -hmm. And so we just talked through it in the beginning and Lynn and I get along really well. I don't think we've <laughs> ever really like disagreed on something other. Okay. There was one time when Lynn was like, we have to cut this chapter. It is too long. Our, it was a hundred thousand words, y'all. So, I mean, it, it, it was too long, <laughs> but Lynn's like, no. I think we just need to cut this whole chapter. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's my favorite. No, please. No. And we decided to cut it and it was very sad. Um, but then in a surprising turn of events, we brought it back in and I was so happy. So was I. Yeah, we, um, we, we pretty much agree on things. I feel like kind of up front. And then if there's any like things that were like, eh, maybe this didn't work so well, like Lynn and I are both just like we're close and we're like okay like you know I know that it's not like a personal attack if she's right. like hey Kelly this chapter on Willow sucks <laughs> not that she's saying that but you know like we just I think kind of like work it out as we go and ahead of time and it just it it works out well and I will say when we first started uh when we first met we critiqued each other's books um, which a lot of authors will do. They'll say like, hey, you know, I'm going to send this to my agent in a week or two or in a month. Like, can you look at it? And I'll do the same for you. And one of the like first things I realized is when I read like her first chapter, I was like, holy crap, Lynn sounds like me when I write. Oh. And, um, you know, like when you read like a really distinctive voice, like I really like um, Harlan Coben books. They're like thrillers, adult thrillers. Mm -hmm. And he's a very distinctive voice. And like, I just imagine like myself trying to like write a book with him and it would be like, these are, these are obviously two different people. <laughs> you know, like, but I think Lynn and I, our voices are very similar when we write. So I yeah. think that was very helpful and kind of like luck, lucky, I guess. Mm -hmm. Lynn, what do you think? Yeah. Well, and we both can talk and we, you know, like, Hey, I don't agree with this. And we don't, like she said, take it personal. 
Mm-hmm. Now there's little things like I, I wanted, I said, well, Brody's going to say "oss" for awesome, or he's going <laughs> to say perf for perfect. And she's like, no, he's not. And I go, yeah, he is. No. Yeah. And so we kind of bickered about it and it's fun banter bicker. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like I was getting pissed at her or anything. And then Kelly, do you remember that scene? We ended up cutting the scene because it didn't work with our, cause we weren't doing secret Santa thread anymore, but um, she had me by the balls, you know, like an, a 17 year old boy is going to say that about somebody who's like, Oh, she knew she had me by the balls. So I had to say yes. And stuff like that. So little phrases that I felt like a 17 year old kid would mm-hmm. say, or I'd get with my husband, did you say this or, you know, whatever. So those little things came up, but they were just so trivial. And so like, whatever, I'm like, well, let's let the editor decide or <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Um, but of course we got some teens to read it and they're like, no, they don't say off and they don't say perf. I'm like, ding. <laughs> well, I, say, I say perf. I say perf. I say it all the time. I, yeah. I say it all the time. I'm like, we don't need that extra syllable. I'm just going to say perf. It's fine. <laughs> I abbreviate all the time. Instead of saying very, I'll say V. Slang has changed dramatically. Yeah. These days. Yeah. Yes, it has. Luckily, I still keep up with the kids sometimes. So like um, in my like actual day job, like if I like talk to like pre or like preteens and teens, I'm like, oh, like teach me a new slang word. And I feel very with it. <laughs> if I oh, really want a new slang word. Um, I just recently like learned the word cap, which like, if you say like no cap, it means like no lie. See, oh, I would have never known that. Yep. <laughs> now I see, there. I know what it means. So, um, that was actually one of our questions. Like, how did you get into the voice of like Brody and Willow? Because obviously you are not, um, teenagers. You once were, but like <laughs> things have changed. Things have changed. I feel like even from when I was a teenager, I look at teenagers now, I'm like, teenagers are saying cap now. Exactly. So like, how did you get into their voices? Do you have like a panel of teenagers that you cut? Do you have kids? Do you like, what kind of goes on there? So I think, I got this really um, amazing advice. I listened to a masterclass by R.L. Stein. And one of the things that R.L. Stein said was when he writes his books, because he's been writing books for literally decades now. (laughs) And he said he tries to keep the language like as plain and non like cap. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you know, in 10 years when people are reading this, if they read that and they're like, what, what does that even mean? Like, yes. what? you know, or, or even two years or, or different like parts of, you know, the States or the world, like you can, you can quickly like age your book and, and confuse readers by putting that in it was kind of his point. And I was like, Oh, that's really smart. That's that's super really smart. <laughs> so I used to be a teacher. I've worked with with, um, ages preschool all the way up to high school and I do think that like helped you know keep me like in the realm of like you know how they would communicate and everything but yeah we do have uh, beta readers who are teens and we like to run you know the book by them to make sure that nothing that we've added in there they're like this is not a thing anymore like you know like we don't use books we use ipads or whatever it is you know and it's like oh yeah <laughs> whoops I feel like so yeah i'm afraid to tell you that too <laughs> right yeah oh yeah yeah they'd circle it and be like wrong you know <laughs> so yeah i think it's just kind of like getting in that headspace and 
also, I know Lynn likes this too, but we like to watch a lot of um, like YA romance drama y kind of yeah. shows and, you know, just having like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Gossip Girl or, you know, whatever, like on in the background, like you just can get into that like angsty, really like oh, emotionally wow. charged, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like headspace where it's like, such and such broke up with me my life is over you know like (laughs) it's just like it's fun to like get into it by like watching that for some inspiration Lynn what do you think yeah I definitely well I'm I'm the old fart of this uh relationship here so I'm constantly (laughs) saying hey Kelly how do I do this (laughs) because I must have what 15 years on you I forget how old you are but anyway um we help each other out because like I'll go through, like we mentioned earlier, I'll go through her chapter. She'll go through my chapter. We'll make sure the voices are, are good to go. And, you know, she'll flag when I want to try and say os or perf. Cut that. pull a fasten on me. Yeah. So, yeah, we're a good team. Yeah. You guys, you just vibe really well, it That's seems good. like. I will interrupt for one second before we move on to the next question. Um, Zoom has a time limit, so if it does run out, we'll just, like, log back in. You just click the same link. Yeah, and it should be fine. Yeah. We have to upgrade our Zoom. We have another chance to to upgrade our Zoom. Um, (laughs) But anyways, next question. Yes. Um, Kelly, you mentioned that you were a figure skater before. Um, you have some experience, like, watching, you know, that, that culture and seeing guys play hockey after that. Um, but was there anything in particular that inspired the story from both of you? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think the fact that we're both from the Midwest, and I feel like y'all in Canada can relate to this, you know, winter sports are a big thing, you know? I mean, obviously, like, my high school had a football team, you know, baseball and all of that, but, you know, like, just there's something special about getting on a pair of skates and, like, literally going down to the park and Mm -hmm. skating at on the pond like yeah that is a really amazing feeling and we just thought you know like we were going to create this like fictional world in northern wisconsin and like what is more like romantic and like just oh world building than snow and you know kisses on the ice rink and i think that you know where we're from our background in athletics like it just it really clicked when we decided to go hockey and figure skating, kind of turn the, you know, trope on its head. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think that was, it just seemed to fit. Yeah, for sure. Lynn, what do you think? Well, and we've both overcome injuries, you know, I mean, Kelly even sustained a similar injury as Willow. Um, not as severely, but you know, still very inconveniencing, but um, being in, high school and college sports. I mean, I, I had tendonitis so bad in my wrists. I had both of my wrists casted. I couldn't do anything, you know, um, came over it. I've had stress fracture. I broke my foot a few years ago and just coming back from that, thank God I'm married to a physical therapist, right? Oh, you Um, lucked out. (laughs) I sure did. Yeah. I had a plan there (laughs) anyway. So coming back from that, you know, we just understand that mentality and how painful it is. Yeah. You're doing these exercises, rehabbing. You're like, wait, this hurts really bad. How is this good for me? You know, but it is. It's strengthening. It's stretching. All that stuff. So having that, it was just a neat 
part of an inspiration for that as far as like writing, you know, Brody didn't necessarily come back from big injury, but Mm -hmm. he had some mental injuries, you know, with the mom and the dad and his situation. Um, And that's my background. I'm a former addictions therapist. So, I mean, it was fun diving into that. So lots of little spots of inspiration for for these characters. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think like I haven't gone through any intense personal injury. You broke your arm a couple times. I've had, yeah, I've had um, a few sports injuries in my day. Um, I broke my arm from hurdling and I broke um, the same arm in a different location um, from snowboarding. So I definitely understand what, you know, Willow was going through in that sense because it's like a little bit of fear after that injury and getting back into that sport and like trusting yourself to do it. I remember after um, the injury for hurdles, going to, you know, running up to that hurdle again, it was, it was a minefield to try to like work myself up to being able to trust myself to do it without hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And same thing with, um, snowboarding. I, I was like skidding down the hill the first time I went back out there. Cause I was so afraid to injure myself. Yeah. Um, so I definitely understood, um, what Willow was going through in that sense, but even in terms of the, the culture, like Skating is huge here. Oh, huge. Like, Like, we were literally going up to skate this weekend up north. Um, And, like, our, yeah, our fiancés both played hockey as kids. Like, every little Canadian boy grows up wanting to play hockey. And wanting to go to the NHL. Yeah, every Canadian girl wants to be a figure skater. I I wish, that's, like, my biggest regret. I wish my kids put me, oh, my kids. I wish my parents put me in uh, figure skating. Yeah. I'm obsessed with watching That's my favorite part of Winter Olympics is watching Tessa, Tessa and Scott are like the Canadian like <laughs> yeah. darlings of the skating world. Yeah. And I just, just like watching them. them. Yeah. It was it was actually really nice to read um like a winter sport book. Because even though I don't like I don't play or do any winter sports, I was like, I I vibe with this. Like I get it. I totally get it. It makes a lot of sense to me. Because I grew up around it. So jumping back in, we were talking about characters and inspiring the story, and we want to know. What was your favorite character to write? And what was the most difficult to write? Ooh. So I wrote Willow's perspective and in Willow's, or sorry, point of view. And in Willow's point of view, she does talk to her gramps a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was very close with my grandpa. And I thought it was really sweet to write him and their relationship it was just really special it brought back a lot of feels um so I did really really enjoy that I am like a sucker I love old people little kids and animals like it's just the best so yes I I just I really I mean of course I loved writing Willow like she is such a badass she takes like nothing like no lip from anyone like she's gonna put her mind to it and she's gonna accomplish what she wants to accomplish and so that was amazing but I did really really like um the scenes with Gramps and of course one of my favorites is Caleb which Lynn wrote the majority of the scenes with Caleb Brody's little brother and I Mm -hmm. adored every single moment of Caleb. So cutie. Yes, he was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna have to say my favorite is Brody. <laughs> I just love him um, and Caleb as well. But I also enjoyed Pax. Hmm. Um, I really love character arcs like his. Like mm-hmm. he's just such a bleep, 
you just want to, uh, you know, but gosh, I hope we get to write a book about him. That would be so fun. But I liked Brody too. Um, in, like I said, I was, I'm a former addictions therapist, so I just love writing about that world, mm -hmm. um, in that situation, um, and in him and being the star and a lot of pressure, all that. Yeah. I, yeah he's my favorite. Yeah. And then least favorite, most difficult. <laughs> Hacks, hacks. You think hacks, Pax and Eric. I mean, mm -hmm. there's definitely a story behind each of those characters, and yeah. there's a reason they are the way they are. Um, be it you know fair or good or unfair or you know, it's just people come from such intense situations that a lot of people from the outside don't see. Um, mm -hmm. not a lot of people knew what Brody's father was up to. Yeah. His dad was really doing, uh, a lot of shady things in a lot of ways. And so I do think writing characters like that, um, can be tricky, especially when they don't necessarily get their like full arc in the mm -hmm. story. Um, we do have both. Uh, characters that show up in the sequel, which is a spin-off sequel. Mm. It actually features one of the secondary characters and a brand new character, mm -hmm. um, which is going to be really exciting. But yeah, it's it's hard to write that because you know people are going to be reading it and thinking like, what a jerk. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, like transparency, like reading about Pax, I was like, why are you yeah. like this? Yeah, for sure. Yes. But Yes. Yeah, I think we were talking to um, we were talking to another author about this, and she she was saying that like the reason why she chose to write from a certain character's perspective is because if she didn't, you would probably hate his guts. Um, so mm. I I like I try and remember that now when I read, I'm yeah, like, because like you don't really know what's going on for them, like internally in yeah. their lives and stuff. So it yeah. would it's it's nice to read books from their perspective too, because mm -hmm. you kind of see like that motivation behind those. Yeah, by their mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So, oh, Pax, Lynn, Lynn, Lynn would absolutely kill it with Pax. I, we, oh. We've talked a little bit about it, and we've had a few requests. Um, he is not the uh, main character in the spinoff. It is a different, um, mm -hmm. a different teammate. But, yeah, we were trying to think of, like, who we would partner Pax who would his love up with. Be? Who would yeah. his love interest be? And... We kind of think it's going to have to be a girl that, you know, is a little willow-ish who's not going to like take any crap from him and like put him in his place and, you know, but still be really sweet and caring. So yeah, it'll be curious to see um, who might catch his attention if we end up writing a third book. He screams enemies to lovers. That's the vibe he gives me. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. I just get that vibe from him. He's such, he so terrible. I was like, oh man, you're such a teenage boy. Like, why are you like this? Yes. <laughs> but it yes. was very, oh very gosh. entertaining. Maybe he can get a redemption arc. I'm wait. I'll wait for it. Hope if we. Uh, I, I feel like he, he. I feel like he's got a good uh, possibility at a redemption arc and, and oh, yes. some and some big like self discovery, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Pax, Pax needs some work. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> Amen. 
accurate. <laughs> I will be the first to admit it. <laughs> so you keep talking about you keep talking about this spin-off that's coming up soon. Um, can you tell us anything else we can expect? Like will Brody and Willow be in it? Um, when when will the novel be coming out? Any what kind of sport? Yeah, are there any other information you can give us at this point? Give us the tea. Yeah, so I don't know how much we can share. However, uh, there is um, a character that you've come to know quite well mm -hmm. from In the Penalty Box that will be starring in uh, temporarily titled Crossing the Line. And there will be a new female character introduced who I will be writing or who I've written, I should say, uh -huh. who I will be editing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the sport that we focus on is track and field. Oh, so we are super pumped about that. Um, there's going to be some baton uh, passing. All right. And across the line. Yeah. Oh, up. is that what that is? Yeah. We are we are pumped. We are so excited. We don't have a release date yet. We think it's um early to mid next year. Uh oh, okay. but yeah, as soon as we know more, we will be passing it along. And um we also have a 12 book series called Twin River High. Okay. That is uh it it is, it is so fun, y'all. It is so fun. It is Sweet Valley High meets Gossip Girl. Ooh, and it takes place in a town about 30 minutes, 40 minutes away from Woodhaven. Okay. So there are going to be some character crossovers. I uh, love character you crossovers. You might see uh, Matthew, who's also a huge jerk in, in the nice. yep. uh, Matthew goes <laughs> to Twin River High. So we are super pumped about that. Um, Lynn, do you want to talk a little bit about Twin River? Yes. Please. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a bigger town. So you don't have so much of the small town syndrome that we got going mm -hmm. on with Woodhaven. Um, and so it's a big school, big classes. Uh, the first book, tentatively, and probably will be, called Gutter Girl. Oh. Um, <laughs> is, you know, we're, we're hearing some dates of spring uh, release, first of 12, oh as God. Kelly said, and you met the first character, Matthew Halliday. He definitely is showing up in the first book of Twin River High, mm -hmm. and maybe the second and third. You just never know. Never know where these things are. He's in that third book. Oh, heck mm -hmm. yes. Oh, yeah. But it's a twin river. Right now. It's a river that splits around the town. And so it's just wow. kind of fun. You get to have water sports. We have like a pirate ship in there. I think we wrote that in one of the books. And okay. some really unique thing, an a male, a, a oak tree that's got its own mailing yeah, address. Yeah. I mean, so we're coming up with some fun, exciting little things about this little twin river town so wow you guys are gonna be busy well we can't wait for these new novels mm -hmm. we're excited yes and we have one final question for you before you go and it's something that we've asked all the authors that we've been lucky enough to talk to so given that our days are mainly confined inside what do you guys do for self-care and what self-care tips can you give our listeners because we've had a lot of people um, Jout and email us say that like reading is a big self-care thing for them so we like to hear what other people do too 
Yeah, for me, writing became very uh, therapeutic during this time. <laughs> writing is kind of a lonely thing um, that is luckily not the case when you're co-writing. <laughs> and the thing is, Lynn and I live uh, in different states. <laughs> and we've actually never met in person. We were supposed to hang out in January, Aww. but COVID destroyed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, for me, writing is a big thing. I also love to like kick back. Like my husband and I just binged Schitt's Creek. Oh, <laughs> we love that show here. Love that show. Obsessed yeah, David. That. <laughs> so represent. We love it so much. I'm like obsessed with Dan Levy and like all of them. Yeah, like obsessed. Yes. Excellent. So like I am all for finding whatever entertains you. And you know what? The biggest thing too that I have heard as advice and I've given out as advice is to just give yourself some grace during this time. It's really hard. Um, you know, you think like, I'm going to accomplish all these things today. And, you know, for example, like even running to the post office, right? Like I have a book I need to send out. I should have done it yesterday. And then I didn't <laughs> I ran out of time. And like, for me, I have a, a little girl, she'll be two in April. And for me, it's like, well, do I go to the post office? Do I bring her? What if I bring her in? She's too little to wear a mask. Uh, mm -hmm. We're still working on that. But it's like, do I bring her in there? Is that dangerous? Like, what should I do? And, you know, just things that you took for granted before being able to run a quick errand. It's like, ugh, you know, like maybe that shouldn't be a thing today. Like, yeah, am I risking my life by going to the store? Like, please. So, you know what? I didn't send out the book and it's not the end of the world. I'll do it next week. I'll do it when, you know, my husband can watch our little girl. I'll run to the post office then and we'll be safe about it. And I'm not going to like, get down on myself about yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And you know, there are some authors who like have really flourished during COVID. And then there are some authors who've really, really struggled. Like friends of mine that basically wrote zero words in 2020 that have books out or books coming out. And you know what? You just got to make it through. These are really, really tough times for yeah. everyone. And just do what you can do to stay safe and healthy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that means mentally and physically. Yeah. So, 100%. you know, yeah, give yourself some grace. Yes. Lynn, what do you think? I'm definitely echoing the giving grace. Right now, we seem to have so much time to analyze and focus on things which can turn into just being hypercritical of others, what they say or do, and yourself, mm -hmm. what you think and what you do. And so the grace thing is huge. For me personally, and what I share with people as well, is exercise. Um, obviously, I'm into exercise. Uh, we run a coaching business. We have 40-some athletes we coach wow. anywhere from – you know, couch to 5k or post-surgery, like, um, I can't even walk to my mailbox right now type thing, you know, and just taking them. And then we have elite athletes up to doing, you know, qualifying for triathlon out in Kona, things like that. So obviously that's a huge part, the mental and physical and spiritual wellness. You know, we definitely tackle that mm -hmm. for me. I'm out running every other day. I'm biking every other day. And then I give myself one day to do absolutely nothing. Love that. You know what? <laughs> nothing. I'm not going to exercise. I'm not going to lift a weight. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it. Um, and then I jump into the writing. I, I think Kelly and I, you know, with everything going on, we've, 
we've been the couple authors that have flourished. I mean, we wrote like five books last year. And then I wrote two books on my own, um, in that my agent is shopping around and yeah. So, I mean, it just depends, but it's an escape. Like I get to get out of reality by writing and reading. So it's like win-win situation for me, but it's always been like that. I've been, I've, I've written 50 books. Okay. And you know, I had a friend who, you know, hurt himself and, you know, didn't survive. And I got to write a book to cope with that. And I got to save him, you know I mean? So it's a good coping thing for whatever we're facing. And right now for me, right now, it's 2020 kind of spilling into 2021 now, but 2020 um, the remix. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. So give yourself some grace. Yeah. Stay active if you can safely. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just take it a day at a time. (laughs) That's the best advice. That was my new year's resolution to be kinder to myself. Like so much of people's like self-worth is tied into their like productivity. And then when I'm not as productive, I like beat myself up over it. So, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, you seem like you have all this extra time, but I don't really do more than I normally do. It's so crazy. You're like, what am I wasting time? But yeah, that's what we did with all extra time. We started a podcast. So yeah, I suppose it did come to something. (laughs) well I think it is amazing so y'all are doing good (laughs) we're trying our best it's been really fun and I mean I think it's like opened up doors for us to talk like we've been literal lifelong readers and after grad school like it just or during grad school like the reading just died for me so after graduating and in quarantine like we picked up books again Mm -hmm. and it's connected us with so many cool people like I'd never thought it actually like talk to authors over zoom like hi hello so you know what zoom <laughs> for. yeah so it's just been a wonderful experience and we really appreciate um authors like you guys just giving us our time and chatting with us and our listeners and yeah. hanging out with us and sending us their wonderful books that i get to devour at like three o'clock <laughs> in the morning <laughs> i should be <laughs> so yeah it was so much for having us because likewise like we love to chat with people who love books like it's a it's so funny when you find like that one or two like bookish friends you know like in your group and you're just like wait have you read this what about this what did you think about this and then like everyone else around you is like what and you're like just just hold on what do you think think, the first thing we truly bonded over like when we first met we were like so do you read? And then it was like, yeah. yeah how, what have you read? What have you read? Oh, Hunger Games, Twilight, Harry Potter. Oh, Potter. Oh, and then it just kind of grew from there. So yeah. that's been the best thing too. Like we get um, so many people emailing us being like, it's so nice to listen to people talk about books. So I think it's a yeah. lot of people's Yay. escape at this time. Yeah. So please keep writing. Yeah. Thank you so much because you're really yes. um given like that great time to people to just like open up a book and kind of forget about things for a little bit Mm -hmm. so yes thank you so much for being here and we're so excited to read your other books yes we love this book so we can't wait to see what happens next in this world that you've created yep um and we wish you nothing but but this like the most success on this novel yeah we loved it yeah for our listeners we'll put the um links in the description where you can buy the books you can check out their website um and then keep up with them because they're writing a million books. Yeah. So please, <laughs> always check out. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll thanks do so much for being on our podcast. Yeah, we'll do our little outro before you guys go. So.
Perfect. Thanks for listening to Two Book Bitches. Bye. <laughs>